Shomrabyog. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back in these difficult times to the tiny room. I'm the Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast, and I am joined today by the man for whom social distancing was named after him. It's Benjamin. I never know if you're going to be like exceptionally kind or just unbelievably hurtful. You know, now that you mention it, it's been mean for a few weeks now. I probably yeah, should yeah, do a yeah. nice one again. You no, know, that one hurt. No, I'm glad no, that, that you, one actually. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that you mentioned that. That one still. I'm, gl- I'm glad that you mentioned that, Ben. I think in these difficult times, I think you have to support <laughs> each other. I think you've had a lovely haircut, Ben. <laughs> And uh, you're really rocking the self-isolating chic. Yeah, thanks. Scruffy AF, I think, is, is generally how it's referred to. Anyway, I'm going to see if I have any uh, breathing difficulties by checking out the theme music. <gasps> theme music for the podcast. We don't actually have any theme music. That's very good. An excellent little conceit that you've clearly planned in advance and not told me about, <laughs> thereby providing a nice little, uh, a little, uh, a little je ne sais quoi to this week's episode. Mm. Benjamin, now we are, of course, uh, making light of this situation. We shouldn't be. Uh, look, Ben, you know, everyone's suffering, <laughs> but no one is suffering more than the poor millionaires of Hollywood. Oh, they're having such a tough old time. And Prime Minister's wives. The Spanish Prime Minister's wife has tested positive. Justin Trudeau's wife has tested positive. That's interesting, isn't it? All the wives. Everybody's wives. Everybody stop licking your wife. I don't know if Melania has it yet. We'll wait and see. Well, look, I don't think there's any physical contact between Melania <laughs> and Donald, so I don't think that's a worry. Anyway, the also millionaires in Hollywood who definitely do have a lot of inappropriate physical contact with people. <laughs> if this week's headline is bloody lucky Harvey Weinstein's in jail, isn't it? He'd be spread <laughs> Like nobody's, that's it, like nobody's business. Like nobody's business. Yeah, it's been a tough L week for Hollywood. So Ben, here's the here's the lowdown. Films essentially are cancelled. <laughs> They're done. Hashtag cancelled. Hashtag cancelled. Fa- um, we're gonna go through a bloody list of movies that are cancelled. Go on. I don't have a list. Are we doing that first? Okay. No movies that are cancelled. Postponed is the word they're using. Cancelled. Fast nine. It's being postponed by a year. Bloody hell, a year. Uh, A Quiet Place is postponed, A Quiet Place 2, which is ironical because it essentially describes the current situation. Uh, Also cancelled for the fifth time, Ben, is New Mutants. Oh, for fuck's sake. It's had its fifth postponement. Can't catch a break. At this stage, Ben, I think that that is going to be one of the greatest films ever made. It has had so long. <laughs> to just tinker and to, tweak. To pupate and crystallise into uh. something into something truly incredible. Interesting fact. Pupate, one of my least favourite verbs. Really? Yeah. Mm, I'll pupate you later if you're, yeah. if you're a good... <laughs> Benjamin. If I'm good? Yeah. Mm, oh, nice little pupation. It was so much worse when you said if I'm good. I uh, know, it's good. Um, so yeah, movies are cancelled, Ben. Yes, they're done. And cinemas are going to suffer <laughs> quite yeah, a bit. Greatly. Um, we have decided here, Ben, at Michael and Benjamin's podcast, that although there are some films out, we're not going to go see them. It's a poor choice, Michael, in the current circumstances. It's a poor choice. So we're going to we're going to stick to reviewing old stuff and stuff that's on streaming. Yep, streaming stuff. <laughs> Michael and Benjamin's streaming stuff. That'd be a pretty good podcast. Yeah, actually. except for like it does sound like we have some sort of virus. Yeah, well, we're streaming fluids. Yeah, it's like yeah. Michael and Benjamin's streaming stuff. <laughs> Gross. Benjamin. Not what? every movie was cancelled though. What, what, what? Bloodshot managed to. Squeeze out before the the virus <laughs> took like took hold. You used a a shit metaphor there. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Squeezed itself. Yeah, managed to squeeze out and pinch off. But <laughs> apparently, Ben, here's the thing. Apparently, not horrible. Shame no one will ever know. I know. <laughs> I think it's had like a three point five million dollar opening weekend, something like that. And how much did it cost? Oh, I don't know the cost. A hideous amount. I don't think it was. It been. It wouldn't have been madly expensive. I'd say it was in that unnecessarily expensive 50 to 70 million dollar range yeah you could have cut that down no other it's one of those yeah you know it's not a 200 million dollar blockbuster it isn't and it's not a 20 million dollar indie 20 million dollar indie what a ridiculous phrase but uh yeah it's in that it's in that bracket of too expensive for what it is what were they thinking yeah the i frankenstein bracket Oh, I Frankenstein, man. It's in, it's in that bracket. It's there's, in the, a, there's a monster of a film, huh? It's in the... What What other films were in that bracket, Ben? My phone's ringing. I, I don't know. Well, that's a great question. Um, maybe maybe we'll... That's a topic we can do. Well, that's a topic we can take a look at. That's Bloody Frankenstein films. Yeah. Too big for their own good. Right, there's probably quite a few. 
vanity projects out there, things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Han Solo film was way too I expensive think, yeah. for what it was. Well, that cost what a strange film. 200 million or something. I only recently found out Darth Maul was in that. Yeah, it's a nice little spoiler there. Sorry, everybody. No one's watching the Solo movie. I'm not worried about that. They can go back now and watch it. Disney haven't got the finger out and um, released Disney Plus here. It's, it hasn't been out yet. 23rd of March, Michael. 24th of March, sorry. 24th of March. This would be a good time for them to say, okay, guys, let's you make a little concession and just release it. Let's. That's absolutely what they should be doing. If they really want to profit here from this situation. And they should want to. Which I assume that is what they want to. Entertainment companies, at the very least, should be trying something. Exactly. Being trying to soulless corporations. Yeah. G- give people our, let us suckle at the teat of consumerism. Sure, look, lads, the pubs here in Ireland are going to be closed as of pretty much tomorrow. <laughs> Um, a lot of the pubs have been made to close. Yeah, what the hell? Because uh, they won't grow up and uh, they didn't close this weekend. Um, Dicey's here in Dublin was having a Corona night. Was it? Yeah, it's having a Corona night with Corona specials. Are they? Yeah. That seems... Uh, <laughs> Wildly irresponsible. Wow. 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 That's not what I'd do. And people are going. That's wow. the problem. Wow. That... I, I wouldn't do that, Ben. If I, I wouldn't in, do if that I, if I was anybody. If I was in charge of that situation, that's <laughs> oh, not how man. Some of the other pubs have closed. Grogan's, the, uh, the the homestead of old men in Dublin for drinking in the day, um, has decided to close for two weeks. And like the good eggs they are, Michael, they've decided to pay their staff their full wage have they? for their closure. Oh, yeah, That bloody won't last long, I tell you what. No, not as soon as it goes into the mm. eight-week mark, no. Yeah. Anyway, Ben, look, we're not a bloody social commentary podcast, are we? Well, we are now. We are now. Ben, we've made a third list. So we have movies that uh, that are cancelled. Mm-hmm. We have movies that are not cancelled. Mm-hmm. For example, what's that one with Chris Pratt and Tom 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 Holland? Onward. Onward. But he picks her. No, nothing about it. Uh, it's about two two bros living in a living in a fantasy world. But hey, 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 hey! There's a Pixar twist. It's uh, it's uh, I'm gonna back away from my mic there because <laughs> Mick's just giving me the you're in the red nod. Um, it's it's two bros and they're having a good time in a fantasy world. But wait, wait, wait! I'm waiting. Pixar's done twisted it. It's a modern fantasy world. Oh, so everyone lives in the suburbs with bright. dragons and shit. It's bright. Yeah, it's bright. It's the film bright. It's but the better. film bright without the racial commentary. Bright better. Bright better is what yeah. it's called. That has managed to come out. Uh, It's not going to. Look, I I don't know if it's going to do very well. We've 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 composed a list, Ben, of movies that should have been cancelled. Have we? Yes, we have. (laughs) Okay. Doctor Doolittle. Yeah, that should have been cancelled ages ago. Bloodshot. Ages ago. Yeah. New Mutants. Would have cancelled that before it even came out. They tried to cancel that so many times, Ben. It's very resilient. It is. It's a bit like coronavirus. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. There's only so many jokes. I, that's my last one, but I'm glad it's my last one. I feel like that was a good one to bow out on. Now, Ben, speaking of uh, transmittable diseases, you've been watching Castlevania. I know, I know. The doctor can't get rid of it. Um, it's on season three, Michael. Ooh. Season three. That's right, I've heard. Yeah. Now, Mad ben, that it's lasted this long. Let's talk a little really bit spoilers. People really like it, Michael. Let's talk a little bit spoilers here. Okay, uh, uh, well, little spoiler break. Hold on. Spoiler break. <laughs> No, we don't have a music yet. No one has made us a music. Everyone's make us a music. You've got time now. <laughs> Someone make us a music. Benjamin, <laughs> is it true that there's some sort of dimensional tunnel in, in Castlevania? Yeah, it's called the Infinite Corridor. Oh, I like the sound of it's that. It's called the Infinite Corridor. And the man in charge of traversing the Infinite Corridor is uh, the Count Saint-Germain. Paris right. and, uh, not Paris Saint-Germain. Paris Saint-Germain, the football team. Um, Count Saint-Germain, okay. um, who's a famous kind of immortal figure in different texts here and there. And what does he? What what does the Infinite Corridor do? I'm intrigued. The Infinite Corridor literally does exactly what you'd imagine. It's an interdimensional corridor that leads into different dimensions of the uh, corridor. Now, it's not a corridor in the sense of a big stone, never-ending corridor. corridor. It's it's a big, bloody, shiny, aurora borealis kind of light tunnel thing no. with rifts all over it. Oh. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's there. It's It's his central goal but it, it's not really that important in the overall scheme of I've heard a rumour that excuse me <coughs> are these directed by Adi Shankur yes and he famously got his start in media by doing a kind of knockoff bootleg universe if you remember of what he's the guy who directed the short film of the uh, Grim and Gritty Power Rangers no yeah where he got some of the Power Rangers actors to come back and be Power Rangers yeah, oh no way. Yeah, and I think I think he did the Punisher fan film. Oh no way. Yeah, Dirty Laundry. That or, was great. And his goal 
in that his stated goal in that was to make like a bootleg universe. Pretty where good. Basically, he wanted to do a crossover universe. Yeah. And now... He got pretty close. I mean, he had some pretty interesting visuals in the Infinite Corridor. That's the thing, isn't Big it? Big mech suits people, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and people are saying that there might be a chance for crossovers with Devil May Cry. I'd say there probably will which be. Which is another, another Konami game. Wouldn't there? There'd have to be, wouldn't there? So that's the whole thing. Maybe a crossover with Assassin's He's Creed. a dark universe. Yeah. And a Vania universe. A va- uh, yeah, a Konami universe, maybe. A Koniverse. But um, if yeah. he does, he's done it the right way. Just where it happens to be a subplotty thing. No, he's established one popular and successful series first Very well. and then spun yes. off from it. Yeah, that's As opposed true. to the Justice League method of... We'll just slap this together slap and people it together. will do it. Slap it together. People mm. won't even know. Slapping the bits. Slap it all together. Um, yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's interesting. We, we come back to the, the world of Castlevania. <laughs> it's it's kind of very interesting, uh, Michael, in this case, because at the end of season two, and full spoilers for season two, bloody Dracula dies. Mm. But, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, like Duncan MacLeod, he is immortal. Yes, he's just trapped in hell yeah. for the moment. Good. <clears throat> Good enough for him. Good enough for that L for that L wagon. Get him in there. Get bloody Harvey Weinstein in there. Bloody bloodshot the movie in there. Coronavirus. Get them all in there. All together. in the hell portal. Um, so yeah, it, it's the same kind of anime tradition as the first two seasons. Except I'm pleased to say the character development has become something of a central thing. They're growing as people. Oh no, it's interesting. It's interesting. Warren Ellis is still writing it. Yeah. There's a bunch of orgies in this one. Classic Warren Ellis. He's waited until season three, though. He's been very restrained until season Not three. Not a single willy until but season three. The second I saw Infinite Corridor, I was just like, oh, Warren, you couldn't help yourself with interdimensional jumping around. He can't help himself. He can't help himself. He, he loves it. He has to have an interdimensional rift. You're actually, you know what? Funnily enough, when you were talking about the interdimensional rift, I nearly said, um, like, the bleed from the Wildstorm universe. Yeah. And then I remember that's Warren Ellis Warren as well. Ellis can't oh. help himself. What a quinky dink. He's such a tosser. <laughs> Just leave it alone, Warren. I'm glad he doesn't listen to the podcast There's no anymore. need he does. Yeah, he hates me. There's a yeah. dartboard with my face on it in Warren Ellis' interdimensional rift. Mm. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a decent watch, but it's weird. Some of the subplots are completely pointless and not very entertaining. And so far, the pace is very Warren slow. Warren Ellis does have a tendency to tie things up nicely. Yeah, well, we see. Look, look, it's still an enjoyable to watch, and he grows the threat well. Like, it's has, has season three finished? Season three is finished. It's uh, released in one big, one big dump. Oh, like bloodshot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no pinching off though. There's no, more of a. There's more coming. Steady plop. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. Very excellent. Benjamin. Yeah. I have also watched quite a number of things this week because, as you know, <laughs> we're, we're bloody stuck. Yes. And the the first thing I watched, Ben, was Steven Soderbergh's 2011 documentary film, Contagion. <laughs> mm-hmm. you see, you see That's done? very wry, Michael. Isn't it very, very wry? wry. Go on, tell us why. Um, well, Ben, it's very... It's. Did you know that it is currently the most popular illegally downloaded movie in the I, world? I did hear something along those lines, yes. Honest to God, Ben, it is prescient. It is the most realistic film I have ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm watching it going, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's happened so far. <laughs> that's pretty much it, all right. So, Steven Soderbergh and the people who wrote that film must be delighted. They did their research. Very, very well. Mm. Very, very well. I don't know if you know this, Ben, but in the movie Contagion... Now, let's play a game, right? Okay. We're going to play a game where upon... Uh, I'll tell you uh, something that's happened, and you tell me if it's real life or the movie Contagion. So, uh, it all starts in China, and it starts when a bat uh, picks up a virus, which is then spread to humans. Jesus. <laughs> and then, because it, it, it happens in Hong Kong... Which is, as you know, a port city. It is. So, and next to Kowloon, which is the most, uh, the most popular, the most densely populated place in the world. Is it? Yeah. And so the virus then escapes via people traveling by planes and, you know, it, it lands in different countries. Classic. And Yeah, exactly. Uh, a Ukrainian model goes to the UK and a cluster of infections start there. Uh, an American mom goes back to America and she infects her son and her Lovely. son takes it to primary school and then people are infected in the primary school. Nice. And then the state closes the primary school. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Man, this, is, this is last Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the disease has an or not Ben of about two. Um, What's or not? You're going to have to explain that to me. Or not is the number of people that an average person who's infected will then go on to infect. Oh, okay. So it's a a twofer. Yeah. So for every person who's infected, they'll infect two. Or not. That's what an or not is, yeah. The or not is the name for that number. Do you know what the or not for coronavirus is? Five? No, it's two. (laughs) Oh, is it two? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. It's, it's, it's wildly similar. It's, it's bizarre. <laughs> Did Steven Soderbergh make coronavirus? I suspect it was either Steven Soderbergh, uh, Disney streaming services, <laughs> or, you know, the the Illuminati. I'm not I sure. I really hope that this is all a like Disney Plus marketing <laughs> yeah. They got us. They got us. They got us. Now, the disease in this is much more lethal. Oh. Like it's about twenty percent mortality rate as opposed to two percent mortality rate. Oh, that's a rate. good one, isn't it? Oh, it's a good. It's a good disease. It's a good. That's a hefty it's a great toll. disease. But you imagine the property value, Michael. I'd actually be able to move into my own house. It's it's wildly prescient, Ben. The, there's, you know, there are people warning people to wash their hands. And I love washing my hands. Use hand sanitizer and keep social distancing and. It's genuinely, I, I was doing a joke earlier when I said the 2011 Steven Soderbergh documentary film Contagion. But also. But also, I mean, it's a pretty much a 2011, 2011 yeah. Steven Soderbergh documentary film. And then spoilers for the film, obviously, but the, the big the big thing about it when it came out in 2011 was uh, all-star cast, obviously. Okay. It has Matt Damon. Matt Damon. It has uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh. It has uh, your favorite. Uh, what's her name again? I don't Her from out Titanic Oh Kate Winslet Kate Winslet It has Kate Winslet It has like Lawrence Kate Winslet. It has Lawrence Fishburne Oh Yeah it has uh, It has Keith Mars Veronica Mars' dad I can't remember his real name Enrico something It has uh, Brian Cranston Oh Brian Cranston Brian Cranston is in it uh, It's an all star cast band Is what I'm saying Marianne Collitard Oh Oh yeah Well it's a very vi- It's not a sexy film band It's, about, watch that it's about a virus infection I, I You know what I think people should watch it because it might teach you to stay in your bloody house but and not go to the pub. <laughs> it has a, a kind of happy ending in that these things come and they they work their way through a population and if people respond correctly they pass eventually. Okay, so it you might know, actually calm yeah, the It might actually in the long run calm people. But the That's big twist bad. of it if you remember Ben when it, I when it came it. out in 2011. Well, I'm going to do a little spoiler on you here. Do you uh, want to hear? I'll it? Take, no, it's I'll not take, a little spoiler. I'll take it's a major spoiler. spoiler. I'll, look, I'll take the little spoiler. It's an absolutely major spoiler and it really shocked people when it came out in 2011 is that Gwyneth Paltrow is the character who basically introduces us to the virus. And she dies in the first 10 minutes. Good. <laughs> I will go home and watch that immediately on a loop. <laughs> and she does some very good dying acting. It's one of the most harrowing dying scenes you'll ever see. Huh. Yeah. Now it it is softened by the fact that it's Gwyneth Paltrow and we all know that she's kind of enjoying it. Against anti vax like, and I don't know if she's anti vax. Oh, she probably is. Goop probably sells a vaccine vaccine bloody alternative. There is a certain irony of yeah, that it, the movie is very strongly against anti science thinking. And Gwyneth Paltrow's in it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's before she went completely mad. I don't think she is mad. I think she's just a ruthless opportunist. I Do think you think she, she just... might be somehow responsible in the team up with Disney Plus and... Well, look, I'm just, she's part of the Marvel family, so I mean, it's entirely possible. <laughs> um, but they're suffering. Man. They've, they've pushed back. Well, they haven't announced a pushback for Black Widow yet. But there will be. There will be, almost certainly. There will be, almost certainly. WandaVision has been halted. Yeah. Uh, and Loki has been halted as well, the new Disney Plus series. Mandalorian season two is probably a lot further off now. Yeah. Um, which is a shame because I'd like to see that. The weakest thing about the film, Ben, is Jude Law. Oh, no. He plays an Australian for some reason. I love Jude Law. He's he's great, but he plays an Australian for some reason. and Which isn't great. He's not great at the accent, so it's a bit all over the place. Truth. And for some reason, they gave him dodgy teeth. Struth. Struth. Crikey. Crikey. I'm Jude Law. I'm Crikey. Jude Law. This disease is going to get everyone. I'm a blogger. He's a blogger? Yeah, he's a blogger. Oh, God. In 2011, bloggers weren't as respected as they are today. <laughs> Got them. 
<laughs> Zing. That, take that blogger. Take that blogger. Anyway, Ben, it's actually... Said it's, the two lads doing a, a It's a very good film. There's lots yeah. of, like, lingering shots on door handles after someone has uh, someone has <laughs> dun, opened dun, it. Dun, dun, someone dun, coughing dun. into their hand and opening a door. The, no, thing, the no. thing that really annoys me, Michael, yeah. about, about all is that me. is... No, well, I mean, you do irritate me. Sometimes. Really, most of the time, I think it's but, probably a fair to Now, say. hold on a second. Cool. I'm just going to point out that when I'm annoying you, it's generally on purpose. Yeah, it doesn't make it any better for me. No, um, no, 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 it wouldn't. But I mean, still, like, he, what Michael is trying to say, he's not hes not a generally annoying person. No, is what he's trying I'm, to say. I'm just doing it on purpose. He's intentionally yeah, yeah, irritating yeah. the life and soul out of me. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's sadly true. It's keeping you on edge, keeping you keeping you active during yeah, this. Yeah, some uh, people would say it's causing like a low level of PTSD <laughs> at all times. But look, well, my, ben, my, my therapist the thing, says ben. it's psychologically harmful. Here's the thing, Ben. And you say it's a bit of fun. Here's the thing, Ben. Here's the thing. <laughs> It's not post-traumatic because it's still happening. I know. It's Stupid bloody CTSD, current yeah. traumatic stress syndrome. <laughs> or continual traumatic stress syndrome. Take your pick. What are we talking uh, about? What I want to talk about is, do you know what really freaks me out, Michael? Mm. Is every once in a while when I read the L headlines in the old COVID-19, oh. it turns out that there's some twat who's intentionally spreading the virus. Ah, uh, look. Which which irritates the life and soul out of me, Michael. People did that with every virus in human history, Ben. Yeah, I know. I don't like it, though. Mm. It's bad egg. Bad egg. I remember during the AIDS epidemic when people would weaponize AIDS by giving people AIDS. Who they and they'd write it on the mirror in lipstick saying, welcome to the AIDS club. Yeah, not good. No good. No good. Uh, one of my favorite things is that it's given a solid new logic to zombie movies. I, I mm. read a tweet from one guy who said, uh, if you ever think... Um, when a character hides a zombie bite in the zombie apocalypse that that's incredibly selfish and wouldn't happen in real life think of all the people who aren't disclosing that they have COVID-19 symptoms and just carrying on with their lives carrying on their lives yep little does Michael know I'm covered in the stuff oh no are are you no I'm not I'm fine People have made that's probably illegal what you've just done. What the joke? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I think you've just made your first ever illegal joke. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> it's about time. I'm surprised I haven't made one before. When the CDC come and collect you, I'll be like, What the hell are the CDC doing here? You have no authority here. This isn't America. This isn't America. <laughs> Get out of here, CDC. Yeah. No, there are some pretty strict laws in Italy at the minute, though. You, oh, yeah, you yeah. face murder charges. Yeah, look, you... anyway, we're, we're not, we shouldn't be talking. Uh, I know, but it's just so interesting, po- Michael. Popular culture. Anyway, the sorry, contagion. contagion. The movie Contagion. Contagion. Uh, uh, people do get arrested in the movie Contagion there for spreading, spreading false information and there you uh, go. for doing lies. Yeah, they got. I mean, look, it's a very good film. It it has that. What's it called? What's that type of? What was the kind of buzzword for movies that had that kind of narrative in the early early twenty? Mockumentary. No, it's not a mockumentary. It's a, it's a drama, but okay. it's hyper hypertext hyperlink hypertextual. Hyper, is that what it's called? What 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 are you trying to? It follows loads of different characters who are having a separate stories but oh like love actually or uh, yeah i think it is hypertextual or new year's eve it, like or where you have to follow different strands babble was that babble babble yeah, yeah. Was, was that steven soderbergh as well that was steven soderbergh as well so it, follow, it has that kind of steven he soderbergh likes a, yeah it's a multi-stranded film yeah get all my mates in give them smaller parts you're an Oscar winner, aren't you? Get in the film. There's a, You're an Oscar winner, aren't you? Get in the get, film. Get in the film. Get You're in the Oscar film. nominated, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, come on, get in the film. Get in the film, <laughs> boys. <laughs> ben, it even has Marianne Collit- Collitard, and she's working on finding the source of the virus in China. And Spoiler looks, alert. And <laughs> Wuhan. <laughs> no, it's not Wuhan in this. It's, it's Hong Kong. But it looks like um, she filmed a load, a load of work. She probably filmed like a whole movie's worth of... Her looking for stuff. This character is investigating it, and then most of it gets reduced to a montage. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so she's like in a lab, and then she's walking downtown, and she's interviewing people, and and it's all a, a montage, a silent montage. It's pretty strange, actually. Oh, that's that's unfortunate Poor for her, Marianne Cullitard. She's fine, but there's lots of themes in it. There's oh, te- oh, a theme. There's lots of themes. There's like, trope. There's there's not that many tropes. Oh. There will be a lot of tropes. I mean. It is so much like what's going on that there will be no point in making a dramatization of what's happening now. Because it's already been made. In five years' time. Because they can just copy Steven Soderbergh's 2011 documentary film, Contagion. Beat for beat. Beat for beat. It's same beat cast beat back. Go home and watch it. Everybody watch it. Everybody watch it and then talk to us about how it's... Yeah, we'd like to hear that. It's, it's, yes, it's what's happening. Anyway. Right. 
I, I, well, that got us thinking, Michael. Oh, what a good segue. We, we, well, Michael, we're not supposed to be here, really, are we, Michael? We're, no, we're okay. We're, we, a, we're a social gathering of fewer than 10 uh, and no, we're more no, than a metre and a half apart. Not, not in that sense. We were supposed to be at Dublin Comic Con this weekend, Oh, Michael. yeah, I remember that. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. it had to be cancelled. Well, so, wisely cancelled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's probably the better way of putting it. But basically, Michael, uh, th- th- sure, you and I are normally knackered at this point. We're usually wrecked. And we, we kind of just... Let's be honest, Michael. We kind of just push one out <laughs> at this stage. <laughs> on the Sunday after Comic Con, we're we just kind of like we usually get Shane in here. We usually get Shane. And in. We have a waffle. Shane gets to spin his wheels, and it's an awful waffly pod. Um, but there's no chance for a waffle pod this week, Michael, because bloody <laughs> we're um, we're stuck here in our very safe one and a half meters distance. Yeah. Um and social gathering less than ten. So we we decided to look at lock in films, mm. um, and what we mean by that, Michael, is we mean films that take place almost entirely in one location, they, and they they explore the themes of isolation. Yes, usually, usually, Michael, the real villain is the human mind. Yeah. Um. Usually, or in this particular thing, John Goodman or John Goodman. It kind of depends on which film you're watching. Um. I'm proud of that. Joke. It's also, it's pretty solid. <laughs> I'm so proud of that joke and it's not even funny <laughs> I think that's the best joke I've made in my entire life <laughs> I don't think so you're quite a funny oh man. that was good um, so look we're, we're going to take a look at that we're going to take a look at maybe because you said the villain is the human mind and I said or John Goodman it's a reference to Cloverfield Lane which we'll be looking at in this very oh, podcast very good um, We'll also be taking a look at bottle episodes, um, which is a concept that kind of jumps around here and there. And um, yeah, we're just going to take a look at some of the the best and worst of those closed room, uh, kind of closed set situations. So yeah. Do you want to start? Yeah, because I just did the the thing where I introduced the topic. Benjamin. Yeah. I watched (laughs) a film starring, amongst other people, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Miss, Miss Winstead. Who you'll remember from being the Huntress. Yes, uh, in in the much lauded uh, 2020, 2020, film Birds of Prey, or or the fabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn, or Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey, depending on where you saw it in the world and at what point in in time you saw it. Oh, and uh, Ramona Flowers. Ramona Flowers is how I know Elizabeth Winstead, and she also played the. Uh, secret villain in the teen superhero movie Sky High. Oh yeah, she was I the techno technomancer. Yeah, techno- technnomancer. Is that what her name was? No good. She was mean in that. She was real mean. Anyway, she strung that poor young man along. And she also has in this film with her John Goodman. John, Mr. John Goodman. Is it John Goodman? It's John Goodman. It is, isn't it? He's not a good man in this though. He's a real brick. <gasps> so Ben. Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. It has nothing to do with Cloverfield. That's a lie, first of all. Oh. Yeah. I haven't seen it, Michael. You haven't seen 10 Cloverfield Lane? I haven't seen 10 Cloverfield Lane. Have you not seen 10 Cloverfield Lane? I haven't seen 10 Cloverfield Lane. You should watch 10 Cloverfield Lane. Is it the best of the Cloverfields? I really enjoy Cloverfield, the movie Cloverfield. The first one? Yeah. With Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel's not in it. With, 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 what's her name? Liz Kaplan. Lizzie Kaplan, yeah. That's who I was thinking of. I always get those two mixed up. Why? I don't know. Because they've got fringes and big boggly eyes. And actually, funnily enough, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I often mix up the three. She's got fringe and a big boggly eye. Yeah, that's what it is. I can't distinguish between. I often think that, oh, well, it doesn't matter. Go on, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) That was a a joke that I bit my tongue on quite quickly. Go on. Spin your wheels. (laughs) Um, So, uh, and it also has some other guy who I don't recognize. And that's it. That's it. That's it's it. just there's, a cast of three. There's essentially three people in it. There are one or two people who have a line or two, but it's it's a cast of three because it's about an isolation situation. Because Mary Elizabeth Winstead is a young lady who's trying to escape from a, an abusive boyfriend. Not unlike the beginning of um, of uh, The Invisible Man, which we saw a few oh, weeks yeah. ago. But in this case, Ben, she is driven off the road and wakes up chained to a bed in a what looks like a nuclear bunker with a madman. Oh, no. Yeah. And the great mystery is he is telling her there has been an attack. Maybe the Russians, maybe nuclear. The Ruskies. Maybe biological. Oh. Maybe aliens. Maybe Bernie Sanders and his socialist agenda. Exactly. Maybe Bernie Sanders is there asking her once again for her handcuffs. (laughs) And uh, so the movie then is about her uh, kind of trying to escape or 
figure out what's or real. Or should she? Or should she? Because at one point during the movie, a woman bangs on the door oh no. of, of, the, of the shelter. And uh, her face is melting off. Oh. oh. And John Goodman's like, I bloody told you. I told you there's stuff I going on outside. You. I told you there's bloody stuff going on. Why are you not listening to Why me? Why is her face melting? Because something got her. Oh, something done got her. Yeah. She done got got. Yeah, she done got got by something. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. What was the something? Don't know. We'll never know. And John Goodman's like, Yo, you bloody better start behaving yourself. Or I really am a this, good man. Yeah. Or else you're going this vat of acid. What? Yeah. There's a vat of acid. Yeah, he has a vat of acid because he's, he's mental, you see. Ah, oh, because he's, he's a madman. He's a mad. John Madman. He's a, he's a mad conspiracy theorist preparationist what's, isolationist what's the, the acid in aid of for prepping for the melting things okay yeah it's a it's a very good film okay it's a truly truly very good film it's it's a very good the horror of being at the whim of a lunatic well it's also not knowing if you're going to be jumping out of the frying pan into the fire yeah it's oh. and it's it's very very uh it's very tense it's very well acted. I mean, that's, it sounds like it has all the best qualities of a locked room narrative, it Michael. It does, and it has... Mary Elizabeth Winstead plays a very good uh, a very good female character. And I know you could just say character, but she's but not... No, it's important. But in, she's not a hapless victim either. Yeah, in, in this kind of narrative, Michael, I think it's, it's perfectly fair to draw attention yeah. to the fact that a female right. character is written and played well. Yeah. She's no she's no match for him physically, obviously. But he's a big man. He's a John big, big man, huh? John, big, good man. He's a big, huge unit. And he has a gun and she doesn't. Ah, oh, no, not but, a gun. But the constant uh, the constant flippy floppy between whether she trusts him that he's telling the truth or whether... He's just a bad egg. He's a lunatic who's kidnapped her. Or Ben, num, 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 <laughs> delicioso. It's a, it's, a little bit of, it's a little bit of Michael. It's, it's a little oh, bit it's, of Michael. It's, it's very good. It's very entertaining. Now, do you want to hear the twist ending? Yes, go on, spoilers for... So, well, hang on, for anybody who actually hasn't seen this and wants to go down... If you want to go and see it, now is your chance to get out of here. Because... <gasps> Because it's a very good film and the, the, a lot of the enjoyment of it hinges on... The twist. Well, not if there is a twist even. What I'm saying is... The ending. I'm going to tell you okay. if he's mad or if he's kidnapped her or if there's being an attack. Oh, well, that's quite a big spoiler. Exactly. So I'm about to tell that now. So don't listen. So if you don't want... No, don't tell the listeners not to listen. Don't listen to <laughs> please us. Please listen ever. for the love Never of God. Never listen to listen. us. Turn so on. I'm about to say whether or not he's mad or whether or not there's been an attack or... You ready? Yeah. Both. But Michael. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. So, so he's he a madman. He's a creepy mad kidnapping creep. Pro- probably probably sex murdering creep. Nice. Who has built this bunker and uses it to kidnap young women and kind of brainwash them into being his daughter, essentially. Oh. Yeah. Now, I don't know if he does a sex on them. I don't think he does. Oh, he's just a creepy daddy. Yeah, he just wants to be the creepy daddy because he's a madman. But also, what? Ben, aliens have attacked. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> aliens have attacked and they're spreading some sort of powder that melts people. Oh. Yeah. Grim. Yeah, and weird and definitely not planned. 100% totally not planned. Because, you know, this movie wasn't written or pitched as a Cloverfield movie. Oh, just, it was pitched a as room. yeah. It was pitched as John Goodman captures a Ms. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. All right, very specific. Yeah, it was oddly <laughs> specific. Like we can get we can get you, John. To, who's another big big unit? Who who else could play a slightly unhinged man? Jason Momoa. We can get you, ja- no. <laughs> the women would be like, oh, kidnap me, Jason. Uh, no, t- what's his name? Clancy Brown. Is it? Clancy. Yeah, what's Jones. his name? Clancy. No, what's Cla- his name? Clancy Brown. The big guy. Yeah, the Kurgan. Yeah, the Kurgan. Yeah, Mr. Krabs. Mr. Krabs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah him. Yeah. Could get him. You could get Ron Perlman. Oh, Ron Perlman would be great. David Harbour, even. David Harbour is a creepy man. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. What was I saying? Yeah, so it was written as that. And then they said, let's make it a bloody Cloverfield film and have it end with... Actually, there are aliens. So the last 15 minutes are Mary Elizabeth Winstead fighting aliens. It's what? fucking bonkers. Does she survive? Yeah, she does. Yeah. And she heads off towards, she has two options. She can go to where it's safe in Houston, but there's people in a hospital in Baton Rouge and they need help. And she goes towards Baton Rouge. For fuck's sake. Sequel bait. 
but the sequel would no have been sequel. A, the sequel would have been well. There was a sequel, the, the the Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah, but it wasn't a real sequel. It wasn't a direct sequel. Yeah, it, f- fucking mad. And she, when she leaves and she sees the alien and she's escaped and she's made a, a containment suit out, out of stuff. Out of stuff. And she's escaped, and there's the moment of, she's done it, she's escaped, and she sees the aliens, and she goes, oh, come on. And the whole audience is going, yeah, actually, hold on a second. <laughs> this is, this has taken a turn. Hang the fuck on. This is not the psychological, manipulative uh, horror of human nature that we were watching ten minutes ago. And now it is aliens. Why is she kicked that alien in the head? What's going on? Hey, so what size are the aliens? What kind of aliens are we talking about here? Are they Cloverfield-style aliens? No, no, no. There's a big spaceshipy thing. Okay. And it drops like some sort of dog, alien dog thing to get her. Oh. So I'd say it's probably about the size of a cow, maybe a bit bigger. It's pretty big. Yeah, it's a big unit of a thing. Yeah, you wouldn't like that. How yeah. did she beat it? She puts a, uh, puts fire in it. Ah, oh, that's good. Yeah. That's classic. She blows up the ship. Oh, oh yeah. good for her. Yeah, because the gas that they're using to melt the humans turns out to be flammable. Oh, well, that's no good for them. Bad planning by the aliens. Not great. Yeah. Bloody, if all you have to do is put a lighter up, that's not great. So, yeah, it's uh, bizarre. <laughs> it goes from a bizarre huh. locked room narrative with John Goodman, which is uh, like in the escape from the house, John Goodman is killed. What? Yeah. So, you know, she, she manages to kill him and escape. And then it's aliens. <laughs> Why didn't you just live in the house? Because he's horrible and he kills people died. and puts no, them no, no, but he's oh, dead. Yeah, no, but the house blows up. So. Oh, okay. There's a whole reason she can't oh, yeah, go back yeah, to yeah, the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During the escape, there's a fire and so on. Stiff. <laughs> Michael, that's from one bizarrely sci-fi bizarre. locked room. What's going on? Why is aliens? Uh, why? Why is aliens? Um, well, let, let's go into my pick, Michael. Okay, one of these. Pick your... I pick bloody Moon. Oh, that's got a sci-fi twist. M- Moon's got a big old sci-fi twist. Um, Moon, for anybody who doesn't know, stars Sam Rockwell, and he's uh, and he's, he does rock well. He's, he he rocks so well. He rocks very well. Indeed. I watched a recent music video with him as the main dancer. Very good. Um, but anyway. But anyway, Michael. I'm listening. He, he's, he's, he's literally the yeah. man on the moon. He's on the moon. He's living on the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's part of a mining company. Does a little bit of mining. <laughs> he does a little bit of mining. A little bit of mining. What do you do? I do you know, I like uh, reading books. I like uh, being on the moon. And I do a little bit of mining. A little bit of mining in my spare time. Mm. So anyway, he's hired by this company. Uh, and he's coming to the end of his contract, Michael. Because he's yeah. been living on the moon for, I think it's three years. Is it three it's years? a long time to spend in it's isolation. Three years. Yeah, it's a long time. And he's got no mates. No. He's got no mates. He does have Kevin Spacey. The voice of Kevin Spacey. Noted bad egg, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, that's not great, is it? You Not might as well great. have bloody. You might as well have your man. Well, he wasn't a bad egg at the time. Well, he was. We Wait, no, he was. Him. He was an unknown bad egg. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's directed by Duncan Jones, son of David Bowie, which is a fact I always point out when I mention Duncan Jones because I think it's really interesting. Poor to be the old son Duncan of David Jones. Bowie. Uh, Duncan Jones, who just couldn't make a right move after this film. Um, ah, come on now. Jake Gyllenhaal's on a train was pretty good. Oh yeah, was that him? Yeah. Okay, that was okay, wasn't it? I don't know. You're going to have to look that up, Michael, while I spin my wheels. I think so anyway, uh, Sam is bloody looking forward to some Warcraft, stuff. Warcraft, though, that's no use. Uh, Warcraft is no good, unless you're Chinese. They love it. Grand um, bunch of lads. Grand bunch of lads, oh, except for... <laughs> let me, uh, let, can I just roll back a little second? Come on. The the Chinese in uh, Contagion. It's 2011 and Steven Soderbergh, so it's obviously slightly pre-Chinese investment in Hollywood movies. So we can be a little bit critical of the, the Chinese. The Chinese are not a grand bunch of lads. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's so weird. Because I was watching the first 20 minutes uh, with my good lady friend saying, ah, the Chinese, they'll be a grand bunch of lads. And they seem like a grand bunch of lads, but then they turn out to be the baddies. Well, there you go now. Prescient. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's take a there look. There goes our Chinese sponsorship. Um, so, uh, Moon, on the other hand, it's it's very much a locked room narrative. There's no psychological, well, no, there is psychological tension, but there's no direct antagonist in Moon. Um, there's the slow, creeping grip of madness. Mm. There seems to be some kind of creeping sickness uh, attacking code. Sam Rockwell. Source code, yes. Is it by Duncan Jones? Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal's on a train. Jake Gyllenhaal's on a train. That wasn't bad, in fairness. But pretty good. Uh, he did that awful one for Netflix. Mute. With Paul Rudd and... Yeah, Mute. That Mute was terrible. Was, yeah, no good. It was tied into the Moon Universe, though. There's a little Moon cameo on the it screen was, in the cafe. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, basically what happens is, um, it turns out, Michael, 
In a twist of events, yeah. he's been having video conversations with his wife, who misses him back home, and his daughter, etc., etc. But Michael, but Michael, go on, go on. something's off. What's off? Something's off. What's going on? Sometimes he'll ask a question, he won't get the right response. Oh. It's like she's avoiding answering the question. Oh, I see. And sometimes he'll say he's looking forward to seeing her, but it's a weird message, Michael. Mm. It just doesn't make any sense. And uh, as as we go along, Michael, and we'll, we'll do full spoilers here for the end of this film because it hinges on the ending as as before, Michael. It turns out that Hold this. On. Spoiler break. Do a little sound. <laughs> right, here we go. It turns out that this Sam Rockwell is a clone. He's a clone. He's a clone. It turns out this company has been illegally cloning the same man that they originally had up on the moon, who was Sam Rockwell. And um, they've just had clones in the background all the time. And basically, these clones don't have a very long lifespan. They last about the length of the contract, which is about three years. And then they kick the bucket, Michael. They think they go home, but they kick the bucket. And a new clone is put in in their place with implanted memories. No good. Um, all those conversations with his wife are recorded. Benedict um, Wong is in it. Huh? Benedict Wong is in it. Is in what? Source code or moon? Moon. What's he What's he in? Oh, yeah. He's, at, he's on the ground, isn't he? Yeah. He's always the space guy on the ground. He's the space guy on the ground. That's what Benedict Wong does. Mm. Um... Yeah, but anyway, uh, it's a really, really interesting thing and it kind of gets into the whole ethics of whether or not mining companies have absolute say over people's souls. Um, and according to Moon, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe they do. Maybe they do. We did put this out to the listeners as well, Michael, because we, we can't watch everything, Michael, even though we have all the time in the world now. All the bloody time um, we But we, the we did put it out to listeners because I, I couldn't for the life of me think of many examples. My most recent example and my recency bias for this was the Mandalorian episode on the on the prison craft where they go and rescue somebody as part of a little team but it's not really a bottle episode because nah. there's a whole lead up to it there's a lead up and you know there's it starts and finishes somewhere else that, I don't know if that only occurred to me after Michael yeah that's just that's a prison so, break so that wasn't there. my that's that wasn't a... my pick in the end but we, we, we put it out onto the gram go on and we got a whole bunch of stuff from from longtime listener to the podcast Infinity Action Art uh, Buried comes to mind with Ryan Reynolds that's where he's stuck in a coffin for an entire film. Get out of there, Ryan Reynolds. Pretty, pretty interesting Buried experimental is, thing. Uh, Buried is quite an experience of a film. Yes. Have you seen it? Uh, no. It's, uh, it's first of all, it's surprisingly good for a one-man performance of a man in a box. Oh, Ryan Reynolds is pretty decent. Yeah. He's, he's a dark horse. He's a bit of an owl. He's Deadpool sometimes, and sometimes he's acting. Sometimes he's he's actually acting. Yeah, sometimes he does a bit of acting. But yeah, uh, Buried is... It's not quite as psychologically grim and horrible as you might think it is. Mm. And it's it's a very different isolation and fear hmm. from the isolation and fear of the other things we've just been talking I about. I think that might be my worst nightmare ever, being buried alive. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be a big fan of it, to be honest. I, I don't think I could do it. I don't... Well, I'd have to do it. But. Cloverfield Lane actually has some plays on some of those fears as well. With some crawling through little ducts, uh, and uh, I don't like any claustrophobic stuff. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm not a big fan of it myself, Ben. No, you're a much bigger man than me, though, so it's much more threatening for you. Well, it depends on the size of the hole. That's true. Because if, let's say, there was a hole that was too big for me to go in, too small for me to go into, you'd never even bother. I wouldn't even bother, and you might you'd send in, me. We might have to send you in, yeah, and say to you, now, Ben, that hole is too big, too small for me to go in. So if you get stuck, I won't be able to help you. Don't get stuck. And then I get stuck, which is one of the lines from Cloverfield Lane. Ah, oh. yeah. Look what you did. Look how meta-referential. So he suggested buried. And it's not like. Do you remember when um, in? <laughs> sorry. Do you remember sorry. when in in Underworld Evolution or the other Underworld, Kate Beckinsale is crawling through air ducts, and they're just they're just high enough for her. To do a sexy crawl. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that, Ben? Oh, yeah. It was in the goddamn trailers. Yeah. There's no air duct in the world that big. But this is not that. This is Mary Elizabeth Winstead squeezing through a tube, which is barely bigger than her head. Oh, I don't like that, Michael. Yeah, no, I don't like it. No, it's already giving me a little bit. My heart rate's just picked up a little bit. I have that tingling in my fingers. Have you seen The Descent? Yeah, hate that one as well. Wouldn't like that. I have seen the descent. Good God! I actually, yeah, Michael had the opportunity to go cave exploring, potholing, and stuff like that. Spelunking, I think you call Uh, it. Spelunking. No, no idea what you'd call it, Michael. I couldn't do it. I was in Slovakia, and um, I was given the opportunity. Tried it. Didn't like it, Michael. Turns out I have a genuine. Uh, discomfort around tight spaces Mm. and things like that. Genuinely had a little panic. Oh, good. Um, Not pleasant. 
I can imagine. Don't like it. Where are you going? Uh, well, we were talking you about. You don't parents. interrupt me again. Oh yeah, I'm going to interrupt. Okay, you good. Um, <laughs> so um, he so kind of see your first time on this podcast, Ben. He kind of brought up some interesting things to do with um, Reservoir Dogs and the Hateful Eight. Tarantino has a little bit of a, a bent for for a, a closed closed location. That's true, actually. Um, I think it's it's probably true. Um, I. Th- the lead up is always not in the closed room, but the majority of action in a lot of Tarantino films happens in a, a closed room. Um, for example, the Reservoir Dogs, his his famous first film, his debut, um, and they're, they're all in the warehouse. Yeah, they're in a, uh, yeah a warehouse. They're in a warehouse. Yeah. Um, Hateful Eight takes place mostly in a log cabin. Yeah, a bunch of lads acting a maggot mm-hmm. um, and ladies. And then that got me thinking about Pulp Fiction after he suggested that Pulp Fiction. Most of the little vignettes take place in a, a fixed location. Um, it's not true of every film. Uh, n- no, but like the vignettes are small, closed stories. So I think it's slightly. Di- I mean, all loca- all scenes take place in a fixed location, um, unless you're dealing with a bloody infinite corridor. Um, but in general. Very good. In general, um, Butch's storyline takes place in the pawn shop. Um, John, what's what's his name? Yeah, but I mean, thematically. Thematically, no. These aren't based around themes of isolation or no, themes not at all. of being cut off. But there are other examples. Go on. That was given to us by Infinity Action Art. And one of the best ones, I think, Michael, that's very old, is yeah. bloody Rear Window. I'm going to tell you a secret Ben I've not seen Rear Window That's okay Don't worry about it Michael It's fine um, Very old film Michael Alfred Hitchcock Master of cinema I think it's no, Albert Hitchcock I think you'll find It's Alfred Hitchcock Don't even Don't even start Don't even start And it stars Mr. Jimmy Stewart And uh, Mr. Jimmy Stewart has, has broken his old leg So he's in isolation He's in isolation He doesn't have a, a virus but he has to stay. He's got a sore ba- leg. Basically, he's stuck in his apartment on the top floor. There's no elevator in his apartment. It's broken. This is uh, the 60s. So he's stuck in his apartment in the 60s. Um, and he thinks, what does he take to? Spot of voyeurism. Yeah. Spot of There's no Netflix in those days, Michael. No, no bloody gram. No. Back in the day. Podcasts, get out get of out here. here. Get out of here. Well, don't get out of here. No, uh, no, I mean, you can stay now. Stay in. Yeah, no, self-isolate, please do. Um, but he takes to a spot of voyeurism. He gets himself a pair of binocs. Go on. And he, he starts bloody spying on his neighbours. And it <laughs> turns out that there's something afoot. Oh, there's something afoot. He thinks he witnesses a murder. Mm. Um, and the whole thing, Michael, is based around this this thing of, am I mad? Am I not mad? Maybe I'm just super bored. Maybe mm. I am. Maybe I haven't. He enlists the help of a young lady uh, to go and snoop for him. Mm-hmm. And the young lady, we never follow the young lady directly. So basically, we only ever get Jimmy Stewart's perspective. Oh, very clever. Um, so he keeps an eye on her, moving her way through the apartment block opposite. Mm-hmm. And we, we just don't know what's happening, Michael. It's very tense. It's a great way to tell a story. Um, and in the end, they kind of realize that they're being spied on from across the way. So they're making By their way over else. to his building. Oh. And it's, ah, oh, Michael. What a flick. Look, I'll watch it. I've got loads of time. Mr. Jimmy, you do. You do. We suggest that you watch all of these, ladies and gentlemen, because you, you have time. Another good selection, was it from Infinity Action Figure Art, was uh, Phone Box. Phone Booth was uh, one of mine, I think. Was it one of yours? Well, well let's Phone, find out. Hang well, on, let me It's a good it. shout, though, isn't it? Because uh, it has a weird twist on the whole idea of being isolated and lonely because he's in a transparent box and he's, he's trapped by circumstance. Yes, Phone Booth was in my actual... Caption in your post. Yeah, good shout though. Good. Yes, good the old Farler has the Farler in it. And, but yeah, not really the same sense of social isolation. And oh, because he's been surrounded by people. He's surrounded by people, but he's trapped. But he's surrounded by people. Yeah, he's not like entirely surrounded by people, but like he's surrounded by people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there's there's a lot of interesting ones there, Michael. I have some other ones here Go on. because you know we have to fill out the topic. Um, I took a look at uh, a little bit at Twelve Angry Men because I kind of went on a, a retro mm. uh, fixation after Alfred Hitchcock. That's a great example. I think it's Albert Hitchcock. Uh, I think you'll find it isn't. Um, but it's this is a, a really fascinating old film. You probably studied it for junior cert. I didn't. You probably had to see it for junior search. Ben, Ben, when I did junior search, we didn't do films. Did you not? No. That's a modern thing. That's very modern. Now, very, I modern. Say, very modern. Very um, modern. They'll be doing video games next. That should Jesus, lads. Jesus, lads. Them Sims. The, the dark, the dark, is it Dark Holes? Is that what it's called? Dark Holes. Very difficult game now. Very difficult game. How do you think the complexity of Dark Holes compares to Shakespeare's Twelfth Night? Um, Etc. Comparative text, lads. Great crack Them in Sims. the old thing. <laughs> Anywho. 
Sheer madness today, Michael. <laughs> uh, I don't be locked. I don't like being locked inside. I don't like self isolating. It's, it's fine. It's fine. We're fine. Absolutely mental. Fine. Um, Twelve Angry Men is not as psychologically tense, but a great kind of progression of action and dialogue in a closed box. It's about twelve angry men yeah. who are debating whether or not a young man has been sentenced to death correctly. He's guilty. He's going to head for the chair, um, and they have to debate whether or not he's actually guilty. Um, is he? You've said just there he's guilty. Is are they deciding if he's guilty it's been, or not? No, it's been... They, they have to decide. So the, it's about a jury. Right. And they've been asked to make their decision. Yeah. And basically everybody says, guilty, 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 Walter Matthau, right at the end of the room, he's like, I just don't know. Is it Walter Matthau? No. Or is it I Jack Lemmon? It I think it would be... Uh, Who's the on. dissenting voice? Let's find out. You find out. It could be Humphrey Bogart. I don't know. Is it old Humphrey Bogart? Is it Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. Famously acting. In a coffin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 12 Angry Men. Right, we're going to find out, ladies and gentlemen. Ben's going to... Sp- I'm going to spin my wheels You're going to spin well, your ben, wheels there while ben I find out. Ben finds out who the dissenting voice in 12 Angry Men is. To have it, keep going. I reckon, it, I reckon it's TV and... It's Henry Fonda. Henry... Old Henry Fonda. Henry Fonda. And the inventor of Ford. The Ford automobile. Yes, the Ford automobile. Henry Fonda. <laughs> um, yeah. So he just says, I just don't know. And that sparks the seed. And slowly we see that his argument and his logic starts to turn all the other jurors to maybe oh god I don't know Mm. I don't know I'm just not sure I'm just not sure Um, there's a lot of themes there that are quite unexpected the young man who's being accused is a Latino man so there are hints of racism he seems to be having the book thrown at him simply for being a bit tanned good old America Um, and like there's there's a lot of uh there's a lot of debate around that. You know, he must have done it. He must have done it. Look where he's from. Look, where, It's a real nature versus nurture debate mm. as we go along. Very interesting, Michael. Very interesting. Anything else, Michael, on your end? That's it, I think, Ben. That's it for us. Okay, well, we'll do bottle episodes another time, ladies and gentlemen, because we really don't have that much time left on this particular podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like you to invite you to send us your recommendations. We have time now. We've got lots of time. Um, and you're probably bored anyway, so... Send us a watch list. What are you list. doing? Send us a watch list, lads. And what Michael and Benjamin will do is we'll compile it into a little list and we'll put it up on our Instagram. Mm. So everyone can enjoy a watch. We'll have a little bloody quarantine movie club. Um, starting with Bloody Contagion. Go watch it. Find your little spark of hope again and uh, go from there. Ladies and gentlemen, what would you like to hear covered on this podcast? We have lots of time to, like do to hear lots people, of research. I'd like to hear people's mouths covered when they cough. Yeah, well, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be doing this podcast remotely from now on. We are actually retiring from the tiny room for the foreseeable future and we'll be doing bloody video podcasts like we did when I was in Italy. Not video podcast, Ben. That's not for the listeners will think now it's going to be on video. No, it's not going to be on video. Sorry. No. You and I will be You and I will be videoing each other. Um, and we're going to try and do that. Um, Unless this all blows over in the next two weeks. It won't. Um, but look, that's not how contagions work. Well, I've seen the 19, 2011 Steven Soderbergh documentary film Contagion. <laughs> so I'm feeling pretty confident yes. about knowing everything about viruses. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, is there anything you'd like to hear? Uh, you can get in touch with us in a number of ways. We are on shomrebug.com, S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. Means tiny room in Irish. Does indeed. We are on the gram at shomrebug, S-E-O-M. Or a B E A G. Still means tiny room. Still means tiny room in Irish. Um, where you listen to us, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, you listen yeah. to us on Spotify. Spotify. Guess now follow. Yeah. You listen to us on YouTube. Probably not. What are you doing over there? Get the fuck hey, over. Nisha. <laughs> hey Nisha. Give us now a like and subscribe. You listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a review. Give us a review. You have time now. There's time, no. Yeah. There's no denying. Uh, are you listening to us on Google Podcasts? Share we'll, us with uh, your friends. No, I have an idea, Ben. Will the person who does the best Apple review with the most virus-related puns? We'll read it out. <laughs> yeah, he'll get red. He'll get full on red. Um, as I said, ladies and gentlemen, do stay safe out there. It's a bit of a grim old time altogether. Try not to go mad. We have a whole back catalogue of podcasts that you can listen to at your will. In yeah. fact, what I'll be doing during the week is I'll be giving you my highlights of our podcast oh, so far. Clever, yeah, and I'll clever. be posting them on the gram. So we'll have a daily Ben's favourites. And then next week we'll do a daily Mick's favourites. Uh, um, any of the ones with me in them. <laughs> any of the ones with Mick in them and not Ben. Um, I, I didn't say that. That's it from us, ladies and gentlemen. It's probably my crippled self-esteem just filling in the blanks that's it from us this week ladies and gentlemen don't forget to wash your hands bye bye